I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Have you guys read the, the Olivia Benson Alex Cabot fanfic slash fic? Oh yeah. <laughs> I actually did a PowerPoint presentation about oh, it. So good. You have you come to the right podcast. I'm diking out, you're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all about. Diking out, diking out, diking out, diking out. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast that is a little grumpy, a lot cozy, and you can't get enough of it. Just like Bernie Sanders on Inauguration Day, I'm Carolyn Bergier. I'm Melody Kamali, and today we're diking out with comedian, writer, and podcaster Kai Choice about women who kill. Ooh. But first, some announcements. Yeah, we had our Patreon hang this weekend. And if you want to join our Patreon community for all the perks like virtual hangs, ad-free episodes, extra content, our fun Facebook group, and a lot more, you can go over to patreon.com slash diking out. And if you haven't already, please head on over to Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes and give us a five-star rating. It really helps a lot. That Patreon hang was so fun as usual. I feel like it's always closing out the bar 
when we do it. I know. It's like we start, everybody logs in on time. We have a lot of punctual dikes and we're talking and then like time flies. We don't realize how long it's been going on and like people start like dropping off the hang and then I'm like, well, I guess my... Uh, computer battery is at three percent, and there's only four of us left. So, bye, everyone. <laughs> I'm like, but I don't want to end this. I just want to keep talking to. Oh, we went well over the hour. It was almost two hours. Um, I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was very closing time, and just like my twenties, I was I closing out that bar. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Always a good time. How's it going, Melody? Hey. What's going on with you? Hey, you know, I'm hanging in there. Yeah? Yeah. And by that, I mean, I went up on my antidepressants. So, hey, congratulations. Hey, feeling a little better. <laughs> I'm on, you know, like 50,000 units of vitamin D. Feeling good. Feeling good. <laughs> Great. I, it's like, what is going on? How are you? Are you still in this hotel room? I'm still in the hotel room, uh, despite my Zoom background of young Fran Leibowitz behind me. Uh, I am at the hotel so much longer than we thought we would be. You know, I've gone from like at the beginning of the move, just being like, maybe men are good for something because moving, you have men carrying heavy boxes that I don't want to carry. And I'm like, good for them. Look at them fulfilling their purpose in life of carrying heavy things from point A to point B for me. And then also when the work started being done on the house, I'm like, oh, all these guys who are coming, they're so nice and they're getting stuff done and they're handling the plumbing and whatnot. And now I am back to just hating all men. Yeah, yeah. Except for my friends. Yeah. Uh, They are terrible. Uh, They're so shitty to deal with. (laughs) It's really... (laughs) Taking a turn, Cecilia and I, we just want to be in our home. <sighs> so, you know, instead we're just watching a, a lot of the news. Yeah. Watching uh, Inauguration. That was Was that fun. already? Oh, see, I'm like, what even happened this week? <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 We have a new president. That's fun. Bernie Sanders. I can't get enough. I truly, truly can't get enough of the memes. Um, it's really gone crazy. Like in terms of memes, this one spread uh, wider and faster than COVID. <laughs> it was just, I was impressed. I'm like, where where do people find the time for this? I wish I could have gotten in on it. Uh, yeah, people but- care more about producing Bernie memes than putting masks on. It is like <laughs> truly... <laughs> Bigger than COVID. Right, right. And then I was delighted and not surprised at all to hear that those mittens were made by a lesbian teacher in Vermont. I know. So perfectly on You know, and and there would be no meme without the mittens. No. So, you know, Dyke's getting it done again. Yeah, you're welcome. Keeping us entertained in this hellscape of a world. (laughs) Lesbians just knitting up some joy for us, just covering old men in mittens. Yeah, so. I want to commission some. She's been completely overwhelmed, uh, you know, sold out of mittens. <laughs> I know, everything's overwhelmed. The Bernie Sanders uh, team put out a sweater with yes. the meme that sold out in minutes. I tried to get one. <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, I bet Melody's yeah, getting one of definitely. these. I'm on a waiting list. <laughs> 
I know it was memed into our favorite portrait of a lady on fire. It was memed into feel good into the L word. Jamie Lee Curtis's strip scene that I talk about on the masturbation episode. Ah, so good. And I would like to point out that Elizabeth Warren was also there in, you know, no frills and should be applauded (laughs) for that too. She wore a puffy jacket and she wore a Planned Parenthood scarf and was very plain and cozy and we need to celebrate that too. Yeah, you know, I didn't get into it because I'm like, can't we just have a silly thing? Because (laughs) then I saw some people commenting on the fact that there's even discourse and people being like, oh my God, can't we just enjoy this? I'm like, I don't even want to find what's going on but it was definitely sounded like some double standard oh really i didn't mean to do that yeah oh no 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 no. (laughs) oh no bernie the best um (laughs) yeah (laughs) bernie most good no i was just wondering like is that what people were mad about that warren wasn't was it again this like warren versus bernie faction or was it that like you know there's no way that like like if aoc showed up looking cozy like that people would have been like yeah, no respect. She's undignified. Yeah. yeah, all that kind of stuff. <sighs> but you know who was dressed up? <laughs> Jojo Siwa. In that coming right. out video. Please tell me you saw it. I didn't see the video. I saw the tweet. I only went to TikTok this week to see Claudia Conway's cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You don't and have to search for that. And then I got out before I got sucked in. Yeah. <laughs> It is always right on my For You page. And then we do follow her on the Diking Out account, so I never miss out on those. What a (laughs) nightmare it seems to be in that house, like, living with Kellyanne. I can't. I saw someone put together, like, a master cut of, like, just abusive behavior in the background from Kellyanne. And I think we've said it before, but we will adopt Claudia. (laughs) Yeah. No curfew, baby. We trust you. (laughs) You seem very woke. (sighs) But yeah, Jojo Siwa, the video I'm talking about is where she and a few other LGBT creators around her age were uh, dancing to Paramore's Ain't It Good. And Mm -hmm. it's like, it's signaling. It's not over. Um, It's the fact that she's with other creators and they're celebrating their happiness and their truth. And then she later confirmed it by posting on Twitter that, picture of her in that t-shirt that said best gay cousin ever yes a t-shirt i'm surprised that i haven't been the recipient of yet yeah Uh, which leads me to believe there are other gay cousins and i'm going to need the kamalis or the azadi fairs to confirm i have two gay cousins and i need one of my straight cousins to pull through and confirm that i am the best of the gay cousins because I'd just like to know where I stand. Uh, what is a Jojo Siwa? <laughs> a Jojo Siwa is a, a Nickelodeon star. Okay. Um, yeah. So I don't know. We, yeah, we're trying to wrap our heads around this. This is like if Amanda Bynes a little, maybe a few years after all that came out and was like, I'm a big old dyke. You know, oh, well, that would be exciting. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't know who Jojo Siwa was, but I was very happy for her regardless. And people seemed excited. So I'm happy for everyone who's happy. But she was on some 
Was she on like Dance Moms? Oh or? yeah, sorry, I forgot to mention too. She's definitely known for being from Dance Moms. Okay, yeah, because I was like, oh, she's a reality TV person. Makes sense that I don't know who she is. Yeah, I'm sure, Melody knows. Yeah, she's known. She's like the one who wears big bows. It's very iconic. She wears big bows. Okay. <laughs> I would have thought that was all of them wearing big bows, but yeah, I mean, she looked kind of familiar in the thing, uh, but that's fun. Yeah, but I don't think she's um, labeled it officially yet. She's. I mean, she's if you're wearing like, a shirt that says best gay cousin and yeah. you're like, thank you for that. Like, what else does she need to do? Just like deep tongue a girl on TikTok. <laughs> I don't know, because also this generation's like super fluid. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Well, speaking of younger, how how old is she? Is she like she in her early 20s? She was born in 2003. Now? Let's see. She's 17. Okay. So, wow. Okay. So this is huge for these kids. Right. Right. Out here. So happy for everybody. Just. Yeah. We're not bitter. I mean, I came out when I was 17, so I'm. Oh, yeah, that's I'm true. Like, I keep forgetting yeah. you're superior in that way (laughs) stop Stop. no well because i did uh know i was gay in high school i am very much enjoying a show that one of our patrons in our facebook group mentioned shout out to sherry uh whose opinion i trust on everything Mm -hmm. uh, because she loves jenny Schechter mostly but also she brought up the show Teenage Bounty Hunters. I thought maybe it was a reality show. So I'm like, you know, what's this? Not really going to look into it. And then I saw it was a scripted show and started watching it. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if it's going to be gay because it doesn't start off gay at all. And then it gets gay and I am loving it, but also devastated because Netflix didn't pick it up for a second season, of course. So I haven't ended the first season, but... uh do you think I'd like it? I think it, it's funny. It's funny. I also like it because I lived in Atlanta, so it takes place there, and it's very uh, relatable to experiences of you know the kind of people you run into when you live in Georgia. It does make me feel weird how much I enjoy watching fictional teenage girls make out. That's why I was avoiding it. <laughs> I can get very wrapped up into like YA and teen stuff and just I know and then I'm like okay just know you know that they are actually probably 20 and then I'm like that's also weird (laughs) right 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 you know I get a little bit lost in it and I'm like yeah they're making that right oh my gosh they're like seniors in high school uh stop it stop it you're too old for this Caroline Uh, we're repressed. We're repressed. Um, I know. Sarah Paulson, come on. Put out more cut. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Don't you have like nine movies to put out next week? <laughs> Probably. Give me Looking that older lesbian, guilt-free, sexy content. I just need like, you're, yeah, you're way more into the more mature lesbian. I just need <laughs> some 30s <laughs> if we could. Other lesbian news that's been rocking the internet for, I guess, a couple weeks now. I first heard of it in our patron Facebook group, and it's the... Oh, really? I missed it. The Bali lesbians. Oh, you missed that? I missed that post. There's just so many posts coming in. Hot, hot group. Right. (laughs) (laughs) 
I just heard about it whenever the New York Times article came out. When I first was trying to read about this, like they had deleted their tweets. And then the one article I saw was mostly about the internet pylon. So from what I understand, these two black lesbian influencers moved from LA to Bali and they were talking about how great it is and how good their life is there. And then they put out an ebook about like, Mm -hmm. you too can move to Bali. Mm -hmm. And then there was like this pylon on Twitter that was like, you're gentrifying Bali. You're, (laughs) you're what's ruining the country. And it seemed like very extreme. Like, Obviously, there are a lot of issues in this and in terms of what they did, but I didn't see as much from their side. I only saw like the notes of like they moved to Bali. They were talking about how much they loved it. And then like the Internet attacked and basically blamed these like black lesbians for um, like everything that's wrong with like Westerners coming (laughs) to Bali. And it seemed like a little nut. I don't love a pylon unless it's against like Ted Cruz and it felt like very outsized but then I read more into it and I'm like okay yeah these influencers yeah (laughs) need to get a clue and truly this yes (laughs) I'm uh, very much on that side I don't think yeah we need a pylon I think actually most of the pylons that come on the internet in comments or in the replies of tweets lately are from, I'm going to say it, a lot of younger Gen Z kids who are very reactive and, you know, yeah. read a lot about gentrification and issues that, you know, th- that to them are theories that they have not lived through yet. You know, like it's like when I will see a lot of times on, say, TikTok, there'll be a viral video and it's like, check out this cafe in, you know, New York, in Manhattan. And like this, all the replies are just like, you're everything that's wrong with this country. You're gentrifying. And it's from like a 15 year old in Nebraska. Like, right. And it's like, yeah, okay. Like, I know it's a very nuanced, complex issue. And yes, most of the time, especially in New York city, it's at the crux of the issue is gentrification. But like to say you're gentrifying Bali, I don't know if like that's, the word, but it is definitely infiltrating a Muslim country that does not recognize homosexual relationships. It is very arrogant of Americans to go to a Muslim island nation <laughs> and and say flaunt. it's LGBTQ right. friendly and when advertise it, really it and position not. it in that way. Yeah, it's not like it's celebrated there. I think it's tolerated so that they can make money off of tourism. They right. don't want to seem like it's, you know, overtly anti-LGBTQ, but they're not like this big hub for pride or anything from what I understand. You know, when I first read about it, I was trying to think like, yeah, you can't blame this couple for wanting to get the hell out of right the United States. They did get out before... COVID. And then when COVID happened, they decided, well, let's just ride it out. They stayed till the end of their visa. Here's what they went wrong. They renewed their visa. It was a work visa, but it wasn't like their work was like living in a $400 a month treehouse and bragging about it on the internet and trying to sell their ebook. Which their ebook was encouraging people to travel to Bali, how to get around how to COVID exhaust restrictions. this place's resources, meant for its people, just so 
Americans can come and be digital nomads. Like, yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. I really, I mean, honestly, this is all a really great case of millennial delusion. Uh, <laughs> you know, I went after Gen Z. I got to go after my own. It's truly, truly this like. I tr- I blame Mark Zuckerberg ultimately. Um our generation can't just fucking do anything in silence and just right. enjoy it. We have to put it out there as content. We have to brag about it. We have to try to influence and make it into a side hustle of some kind. We, like you these Women could have just gone there and enjoyed it. I'm all for scamming the system, by the way. But, you know, my scams are my scams, and I'm not trying to <laughs> make an ebook out of them, you know? My scams are my scams. You're never going to find out how I get cheaper produce. You'll never find out. <laughs> uh, it's just crazy. Like, we're just so, like, vapid and need to make these stylized Instagram posts about what we're doing and... Right. Flex so hard that oopsies were in international jail. Like you, can't, you can't do that. It's so yeah. crazy. Yeah, it sounds like they were just very both naive and just not th- like a lot of these influencer. They have like these blinders on where all they're thinking about is their likes, their bottom line, you know, the money that they can make doing this, how they look, how people think about they look, and they're not considering the wider implications of what they do. And you you just can't do that. And then especially when you're in another country and it's I just just, it's the just fact that they were very American thinking. Yeah. To to write a book to be like, this is how to get around the guidelines meant to protect the people of Bali and bring your COVID infected asses. Right. We didn't even over mention here. Yeah, that. This is why a lot of it is frustrating in the middle yeah. of COVID. They're doing this, trying right. to bring people from like the most infected country yeah. in the world to like islands, which have been the most successful in mitigating cases of COVID because they're an Island. So they can be very strict about like, who comes in and who comes out? You don't have people driving over from, you know, New York to to Vermont. Yeah. I don't doubt that they're good people. <sighs> right. You know. They just weren't thinking. I saw in the New York Times article there was like some quote that was like, they are kind hearted people. They helped poor children and bought them food. Like that's all great, but it's the ebook of it all. <laughs> it's like, right. you know, yeah, they got deported. I don't know if we mentioned, but yeah, obviously they, they got deported. They got deported. Yeah. And, you know, which like, I think the government of uh, Indonesia had like every right to do, mm-hmm. but also that really sucks for them <laughs> that they like found this life and they're like, Oh my God, finally, they it's still been life. Enjoying like it. I'm happy, blah, blah, blah. And now it's all just like taken away from them, but that was like their own doing had they just shut up. (laughs) Yeah. It really is like the, the toxicity of social media. I, at the heart of it for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sweating. I got to cool off with a dyke beer. Hello. Um, (laughs) I had some dyke beer. We got some dyke beer in the mail. It is really good. It is. Delicious. Yes. Sarah sent us some dyke beer because we weren't allowed to make it to Wild East uh, Brewing where they had their launch event. And that's honestly the gayest thing I did this week 
was drinking Dyke yeah. beer. Like, I can't think of anything gayer than me cracking open a can of Dyke beer for our Patreon hang. But I know that I need a little bit something else. So even though you didn't ask, what's the gayest thing hey, I did this uh, week? You know I was... I preempted it. I know. You mentioned Dyke beer, and I'm like, let's just get Let's go get there. into it. Carolyn, what is the gayest thing you did this week? Other than drinking the Dyke beer, it is the uh, constant swooning that's going on for Kamala Harris in our hotel room. Uh, we've had CNN a lot on in the background, and every time they show an image of her, Cecilia gasps it's more cecilia cecilia is so horny for kamala harris (laughs) let me tell you uh you know i think she's gorgeous but i'm not at the level cecilia cecilia is just like what i i don't think you saw that picture before i'm like no i've seen her images are they're repeating the same images no no not not that one she looks really good there you know look i've seen the l word yeah what that border looks like (laughs) She insisted that we watch the CNN special that was like last Sunday night about Kamala's life. And, um, you know, probably the the straightest thing is that I love Kamala and Doug. Yeah, that's I'm a big fan of their relationship and they are they're really running up my list of favorite straight couples. There's only like five of them that exist. Most of them are people I know IRL, but the way that they look at each other and it's so genuine and there seems to just be like so much love and respect and like they just have a good time together. I love that she's Mamala to his kids. That's where I get excited. The kids. I love it all. Let's talk about (laughs) Ella. Yes. Let's talk about Ella. Oh, my God. I mean, obviously, the fashions of Michelle and Dr. Jill Biden were being celebrated. A lot of great monochromatic realness, whatever. But I was loving Emma's style. That the was new school vibes. Yeah, that was our representation right there. That was, yeah, queer Bushwick representation. Is she queer? I don't know. That? I'm going to say yes, uh, based on zero evidence facts um i just looked at her instagram i was like this is a queer bushwick girl yes for sure for sure uh also can we talk about ashley biden yes we can uh her instagram is private uh so that sucks (laughs) she's a lacrosse girl yep she's got a strong jawline She is married to a man, uh, but she also married him less than a year after meeting him, which is lesbian culture. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. She could be a little bit queer. Yeah. Some of the best lesbians are married to men or were <laughs> married to men. Just look at Kara Connors. Right. So many past and uh, Tessa Scara. you know, lots of past guests of Diking Out have been married to men. What does that mean? But I'm going to. Go ahead and say we should claim Ashley Biden. Let's do it. And you yeah. know what? It listen, if you come for us on Twitter and say we're like Kamala stands or Biden stands or whatever, you have to be creative with your dig. I will not tolerate <laughs> I will not tolerate any basic 
replies or DMs that just say Kamala is a cup. Because the last time we talked about Kamala just being a hot woman, I got some of those and I will delete them right away. I will respond if you're clever in your, you know, trolling of me being attracted to the vice president. I will not accept Kamala as a cop. That is so hack at this point. You really have to do better. You have to do better in your insults. Anyway. Also, at no no point are we saying that there are... I don't stand politicians. All right? Yeah. Yeah. Except AOC, who I will continue to stand until she proves me wrong. (laughs) So far, flawless. Yeah. It's dangerous. It's a dangerous game I'm playing here by standing AOC. I know. But every time she talks, every time she tweets, I'm like... Man, more of this. <laughs> yeah. And we will continue to cover AOC in a pervy way, in an informative way. I'm just saying, Kamala's a cop. I'm tired of it. I mean, I know. I know. But I just, I love a more nuanced dig. Melody, what's the gayest thing you did this week? Okay. Well, you guys, thank you so much for holding me accountable um, in this here podcast because, boy, do I do nothing lately. And I barely left the apartment in the month of January. So I said, let me trek out and hope something gay happens. And sure enough, it did. I <laughs> um, That's life in New York. Hey, <laughs> baby. I was gay in public. Count it. I went out. I I really haven't left the apartment. It's I I've been on my step machine, so I've been moving. But yeah, um, obviously had to bump up the antidepressants, and I'm out. Um, <laughs> I walked from my apartment to downtown Brooklyn um, to TJ Maxx to return something. Um, <laughs> oh, is being a Maxinista gay now? No, 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 no. That's the, probably one of the straightest things about me. Um, okay. <laughs> I um right so on my way I'm almost there I walked an hour and 10 minutes I was stopped by a man on the street who was um asking people for money I like reached in my pocket and grabbed what I had I had a podcast in so I wasn't listening or engaged but I just handed him money and he was like no 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 um so I took my headphones off and he was like listen um like hear me out I have a baby, I'm really just trying to have, like, I need someone to help me buy milk for my baby formula. Like, can you please help me out? I know everything's digital right now. I swear, like, I'm a good person. I don't know. Something about his eyes. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, let's let's go find some baby formula. And we walked and we got to know each other. His name's Donovan. He's great. Um, we finally find a Walgreens and we're waiting in line and he's he cannot stop thanking me and I feel uncomfortable when I get a lot of like thanks or praise or anything <laughs> positive. Um, <laughs> so I was just like, no, nah, it's fine. You know, my girlfriend and I can't have a baby, so I'm happy to just help take care of yours. Right. I say that loudly in a Walgreens line. So many older people turn around, specifically one ancient man uh, turns around and stares at us furious. <laughs> And, um, yeah, so he's the person, like it's a socially distant line. Um, but he is the person ahead of us and he turns around and he stares at us and he won't turn around the second he heard of anything gay. And then Donovan, 
uh, notices, I think. So he goes, oh, what's your girlfriend's name? And I'm like, oh, her name's Allie. But we're not looking at each other anymore. We're both staring directly at this old man <laughs> talking about my gayness. And we will not turn around or he will not turn around. We will not stop until someone was just screaming at him to realize it was his turn to go. Wow. <laughs> so I like had Donovan as my ally. <laughs> and Love it. we took him down together. It was like we're shooting lasers out of our eyes. Just like, I don't know what we were talking about. It was a long line, but we just did. We talked about my girlfriend, I think, and his girlfriend and their baby. But just like we were in this together. I don't know if we blinked. <laughs> Exchanging baby formula for allyship. I yes, love it. yes. It was really sweet. It's like I didn't. I want him in my life forever. We exchanged names, um, and then we said goodbye outside. And I started crying, and then he hugged me, but he was like stopped, and I was like, "No, uh, you can do it." And we like, we're like let's, <laughs> let's hold our breath. Um, and we had our masks on, and we tightened Aww. our like noses over, like the wire over our noses, and held our breath and hugged. And I bawled my eyes out on the walk. Over away from him so it was a pretty successful venture outside <laughs> clearly i haven't wow. been around people like it really yeah. like i can't stop thinking about donovan being around people is emotional yeah it was like a truly not just being around someone but like having that kind of like moment having Woo! a connection yeah. yeah wow i like that your gayest thing is like doing a good deed and i'm like well we're just horny for uh <laughs> Well, listen. For women, we're just objectifying our politicians who have worked really hard their careers to not be objectified. There was no dearth of that in my week. I also um, did drink dyke beer while watching Drag Race. Okay. Gotta okay. mention that. Great. There's something for everyone with my week. Love it. Well, I think it's time that we get to our interview. And I do want to say... Just up top beforehand, there is a little bit of dark humor in this conversation. Yes. We are talking about women who kill. We are talking about murder. We are three comedians. There are some jokes about murdered people. You might not like them. If that's not for you, I would skip over this part of the episode. Yeah, well, we still do have content at the end that is murder free with our yeah. listener question. <laughs> right, right. You can just uh, skip skip to the last 10 minutes of this episode. All right. So today we are diking out with comedian, writer, and podcaster Kai Choice. He's been featured in Playboy, has a new YouTube channel, and an upcoming comedy album, so look out for that. He's also the host of Women Who Kill, a podcast, hence our topic for the episode. So let's get into it. Kai, thank you so much for diking out with us today. We are so happy to have you here, and we're so excited about this topic. Thanks for allowing me. Yeah, you are so funny. Thank you. Especially on Twitter. I'm probably going to get banned today. Well, you changed your name and picture to... And your likeness. <laughs> yeah, your likeness to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. We'll see how long that uh -huh. lasts. Have you ever pretended to be someone before? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a few, uh, what was it, last month maybe, I I, um, I did Kim Kardashian, because <laughs> oh. you know how she had that island that island getaway? Oh, yes. Uh, so I yes. was tweeting as, as her about that event. That was that was a lot of fun. I somewhat regularly, since you tweeted it, think about the tweet when Ellen got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't be laughing at that. Uh, <laughs> is that homophobic of me? Uh, <laughs> I don't, 
I, f- I don't know if I'm allowed to to, to dislike her um, loudly. <laughs> oh, we do all the time. Yeah. But I just yeah. feel like I'm skirting the edge of, of homophobia <laughs> yeah. you know, at this point in my life. Right. That's unfortunately like the most likable thing about her. Uh-huh. Is, is, getting, is that getting, she's gay. Oh, I thought you meant getting COVID. Oh, no, not that she's getting COVID. No. <laughs> Maybe that's the most relatable thing about her. Okay. Uh, yeah. The most relatable thing is that she got COVID. <laughs> and the most likable thing is that she's gay. Mm-hmm. Everything else is up for debate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, Kai, what is the gayest thing you did this week? Um, let me think. Oh, God. what a, I mean, I, I cried watching Cobra Kai. I don't know. Is that... <laughs> oh, this is pretty gay. I, I made my roommate watch the the Karate Kid because um, Ralph Macchio is such a lesbian icon. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead movie? and count that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's the so best, funny. The best like lesbianist outfits I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yes, he had big like yeah, big um, like L word energy in that movie. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Go on to I need to rewatch culture with that. Lens. You re- if yeah. you rewatch it, you're like, oh my god, this kid is is such a lesbian icon. He has so much like like swag, he really right? Is. He's like six yeah. feet tall and like seventy pounds, but is still just like full of confidence for no reason. You know, it's just like yeah, no reason, <laughs> no reason to have keys, but like should have maybe if he just added that like key ring. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like no, no fear walking up to the hottest girl in school. Like, yeah, no, he gets bullied every day. Just like that. <laughs> feeling. Oh my it. god, I need to rewatch that. Oh, you have to. Yeah, hell yeah. Kid has so much swag. It's crazy. I was jealous. I was like, <laughs> I want to be friends with this kid, but that's creepy. <laughs> oh, love it. Well, Kai, tell us a little bit about yourself because we know you from Twitter. We know you from your podcast. That's my whole comedian. life. And that's yeah. it. I, that's I all I do. I tweet love and your I podcast. <laughs> I sent your Twitter to Carolyn. And I was like, oh my God, check oh, this thank out. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, so that's funny. What I, do. I don't sleep anymore. So I, I tweet at like 4, 5 a.m. <laughs> uh, that's that's what I do. And so you're in LA. I'm in LA. You're um, tweeting. You're not, in LA. Not doing stand up, obviously. No. Man, did you even do outdoor stand up or were you just like, yeah? Well, actually, um, that happens in LA year round, I guess. But. Yeah, I, I respect the people who are doing outdoor shows, but I myself don't, uh, I, I can't see myself doing it without feeling like a busker. Mm, and yeah, that's, yeah. Not, that's not really my, my jam. I mean, they're uh, literally doing it on the subway here. Like, uh-huh. actual <laughs> clubs in New York are Ugh. paying comedians to do subway. Oh, comedy, that, so it's literally busking at this point. And you can't get away from it if you have somewhere to go, you know? Yeah. <laughs> at least like boardwalk or sidewalk buskers, you you can ignore them. But if they're on your, your way to where you're – that – I don't think that should be legal. I know. I hate Agree. it. Agree. You know, can you imagine like there's – it's one thing to walk into a comedy club. for everyone involved. Yeah. Yeah. But the comedy club comes to you and then you can't get away from it? I don't know. Yeah. I think comedians have not learned about, you know, just just being around and doing stuff that people didn't ask them to do. Yeah. And I feel like people in the subway station are either like very sober yeah. or very on um, bath salts. Yes. Yeah. You know, there's like <laughs> there's no, no in between. There's no one with who's just like caught a fun buzz and they're on the subway. <laughs> you know what would be nice right now? If there was if there was some guy. He's talking about how yeah. much he hates his girlfriend. That's 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the LA equivalent would be like, you want to do um, comedy under some overpass in downtown LA? You want to do it for that community? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes no sense. <laughs> Yeah, and I wonder if anybody's even showing up at those shows in L.A. I mean, I've done some stand-up in L.A. Yeah? Yeah. Are people, like, really... Is that taking the flakiness out of L.A.? Like, now that the option of doing things has been taken away, that people in L.A. actually want to not flake out and do stuff? Yeah, so reverse psychology works on us because we're all emotionally children here. (laughs) Yeah. See, because I think it was the opposite in New York, and it was like, oh, I have an excuse to not have to hustle. But then you guys have to stay <laughs> inside right. your tiny little apartments that yeah. you never want to yeah. be in any other time of the year, right? Absolutely yeah, losing that's, it. That's Absolutely. what everybody is learning that like the key to the whole way that New York City works is being outside of your apartment, yeah. either being like very rich or being outside of your apartment as much as humanly possible. Right. I'm considering a move to L.A. I'm not kidding. My girlfriend's uh, also a comedian. More uh, of our friends at this point live in L.A. Yeah, than New York. And we're that's like, scary. We just <laughs> so at least for the next year, we can have options yeah. for like yeah. We can I mean, go rent's outside. A rent's a little cheaper, so yeah. Hey, come on, come on down to Zombie Town. <laughs> to the epicenter uh, yes. of the apocalypse. I know. Let's get those variants. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of so murder. excited about the variants. Yeah. <laughs> dying. Yeah. I'm so excited to dike out about women who kill. Yes. Yeah. Well, 2021 is off to a banner start. Melody, how have you been sleeping? Like it's 2008, all thanks to my Helix mattress. I am so jealous right now, Melody, because as we all know, may have mentioned it, my house is being renovated, so I haven't been able to sleep on my Helix mattress yet. It is such a tease. It is a crime to have a mattress that nice and not be sleeping on it. You should have taken it with you to the hotel. As much as I love the mental picture of that, we already get enough attention as two women checking into a room with one bed. But I am so excited to try it because I took their two-minute quiz online, giving them all my deets and my wife's and based on our height and how we sleep they recommended the best mattress for us and as two capricorns whose partners share so many similarities wouldn't you know we were both recommended the dusk Lux mattress it's medium mm-hmm. firm works with my unconventional sleeping positions i was not surprised one bit that we got the same mattress and they also have mattresses for all different shapes sizes relationship statuses and perspiration levels important So if you're in need of a new mattress, just go online, take the quiz, order the mattress you're matched with, and it gets delivered in a box free to your door. No more mattress store employees confused about why you're buying a mattress with your sister. (laughs) Go to helixsleep.com slash diking out now to take the quiz and find your ideal mattress. And you too can sleep like it's the non-traumatic year of your choice. They have a 10-year warranty where you can try it out for 100 days risk-free. And they'll even pick it up from you if you don't love it, but you will. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash diking out. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. 
start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. We obviously stalked your Twitter, and then we found out about your podcast, and what a ripe subject. What what a great angle. Um, <laughs> have you always been interested in lady killers? I know, but I've here's the thing. I have always had a slightly like morbid curiosity, but until I was like 30 at least, I was terrified of of horror, scary movies, shit like that. Yeah. And, and then something clicked. I don't know. I think it was maybe just being more aware of the politics and the world around me. And then I was like, you know, you know what would be a nice escape from all of this? <laughs> Murder. Yeah, honestly. Uh, Seeing someone escape a, a, a killer. Um, so I, no, I got. I recently got really, really into horror films, and I don't. I don't understand why. I just. I don't know. Uh, what are some of your favorites? Like I'll dipping watch, into it for the, the thing. first time. I'm not. I'm not like um, a, a horror film snob. I like it all. Yeah. I like Thank you. the. I like the classics. I like the psychos. I like the the, but I like the Bloom House. I like the uh, like. I'll watch anything, and uh, no matter how bad it is, I, I'll watch it and I'll love it. Um, I love bad horror films. I love good ones. Um, but that kind of led to – I had another podcast that was also very, very good. Um, not very many people listen to it. And I'm like, you know, if I'm going to be putting all this time into to it, I want it to be something that people listen to. So True Crime came up. And I was like, well, what's what's True Crime missing right now? Uh, and I realized that what true crime was missing was uh, stories that aren't all, hey, let's talk about this guy who raped and murdered a bunch of teenagers, right? right. It's always like some white man right. who did something terrible to uh, a woman, a bunch of women, a bunch of women, a bunch of children. You know what I mean? Exactly. And yeah, he was kind of cute. Like- <laughs> <laughs> or was he just tall? Yes. <laughs> Good point. Uh, but yeah, so I decided, you know, let's let's talk about... Uh, let's, let's dig into murderers who are ladies because, uh, ladies can be killers too. And, Mm -hmm. uh, women can be terrible too. Let's talk about it. 
<laughs> Let's talk about it because I feel like we definitely view women who murder a lot differently than men who murder. A lot more empathetically. Yeah, and almost like, you go, girl. Like, well, yeah, well, let's face it. Most of the time, when, when women kill, they're killing men who deserved it. I mean, sometimes there are these women who are just straight psychopath uh, sadists right. who just love to kill things. But uh, that's not as common, uh, though those ones are, are, are really fun to talk about. Uh, <laughs> but for the most part, it's it's... It's like revenge killing, right. like they were abused right. or or something happened and then they, I, I looked it up because I'm like, I know there's a show about this on Lifetime Snapped. called Snapped yeah. and oh, there are 28 that. seasons what? of Snapped. Oh, I'm like, yeah. that's a lot of women who snapped. That's, that's a lot of uh, women not being able to, not wanting to put up with his shit anymore. Yeah. yeah, because I think, I mean, I actually haven't seen the show, but from my understanding, the whole premise is women who were well-adjusted seeming, uh-huh. and then something happened that made them snap yeah. and murder. Yeah. So we're not talking about, you know, complete psychopaths. Not the, the Madame Delphines or the uh, Elizabeth Bathories. It's more like the, uh, not even the the... Eileen Wernos is right. We're just talking about One of like the few regular I know housewives. About. Yeah, yeah. I actually don't don't know that many, so I'm like hoping to learn a lot from just based on what you've learned uh-huh. through doing your podcast. Because each episode you go into a different lady. Is, is it a different? Yeah. yeah. You know Eileen. Everyone knows Eileen Wernos, though. Everyone knows Eileen mm-hmm. Wernos. I mean, especially all all of our listeners <laughs> on this podcast <laughs> definitely know uh-huh. about Eileen Wernos. If you don't. They made a movie about her monster mm-hmm. with Charlize Theron. Yeah, where they, they uglied her up. And she got an Oscar. She got an Oscar for being ugly. Because she's always been a good gay. actor, right? Like, she's, she acts the fuck out of everything she does, but they're like, yeah. whoa. Oh, well, it's the same thing imagine? with Nicole Kidman in The Hours. Yeah. Did, Nicole Kidman, did they, they her made her ugly yet? and queer. Well, for Nicole Kidman, they made a plane. They gave her, yeah, they gave her a nose. <laughs> they gave her a, what? Really? Oh, she had this like crazy fake nose. I don't remember that at all. In the hours, and just like no makeup, and was just like very sullen the entire time because she was <laughs> playing Virginia Woolf. I just remember thinking she was hot the whole time. <laughs> Maybe it's because of when I was watching it. I don't know how old was I at that time. I was, I did not notice the prosthetic at all. I'm just not a superficial person, I guess. Uh, <laughs> no i am i totally am <laughs> wait but we talked about how it's not like as common for women to to kill for right fun. so like are there or women sport. serial killers then oh absolutely who are they oh there's so many of them <laughs> i don't know i really just yeah. know about lizzie borden and eileen like and that's because of lizzie being, borden was actually having a pulse by the way <laughs> Lizzie Borden was railroaded. Yeah, what? She was railroaded. She she's uh okay. There's an episode of my podcast we'll about Lizzie Borden. Uh listeners, uh www.womenwhokillpodcast.com. Yes. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, anywhere podcasts are found. <laughs> but uh yeah, we did an episode of her with uh, Liz Stewart and uh Liz has this theory that we get into and I didn't believe it at first, but she convinced me that Lizzie Borden didn't just go crazy and kill her parents for funsies. 
she killed her parents because her dad was abusing her. Okay, that's a theory I read about. Yeah. I saw the movie, but all I remember um, is them just getting naked to do the murders. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that all that my movie is riddled with poop. errors. <laughs> it's, it's, that movie was so wrong. <laughs> so factually incorrect. Um, yeah. <laughs> but entertaining. But they gave us case two as an as an Irish, uh-huh. yeah, uh-huh. with an Irish accent, right? Mm-hmm. Would you agree that more queer people, like queer people, love true crime? Is that? Are you day drinking right now? <laughs> it's day for you. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> somewhere, New York City. Okay, okay, Melanie. I mean, I might disagree that queer people are more into true crime. I feel women. Like okay, women. women. White women. Are That's in- true. It's a big white and then, woman thing. Yeah, I guess most of the women are queer at this point. Maybe that, that's why I thought it. It's true. <laughs> women yeah. love true crime. Um, and also just like the CSI, not even true, like the just crime. Procedurals? Yeah. And like copaganda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Law and Order SVU. <laughs> Cop- yeah. Oh, man. You know what? You know why, when that started, I think, was with Olivia Benson. Totally. Sure. It's a route you, for if you don't know who Olivia Benson is, y'all. Uh, it's Taylor Swift's Mariska cat, Hargate. <laughs> um, oh, really? Yeah, she, she named her cat. <laughs> That's there is probably a whole generation of people who only know Olivia Benson as Taylor Swift's cat, but no. Okay, well, if you watch Law <laughs> yeah. and Order SVU, which I don't know how you could have possibly missed it if you've ever turned on a TV, right. it's always on on some channel, USA, uh, USA, twenty four seven. And uh, Law and Order SVU, Mariska Hargitay's character, the the clearly lesbian detective who is never uh, never came out as a lesbian on the show. Uh, yeah, have you guys read the the Olivia Benson Alex Cabot fanfic slash fic? Oh yeah, I actually did a PowerPoint presentation about oh, it. So good. <laughs> you have you come to the right podcast. She's obsessed. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh man, Alex Cabot, so fine. Uh, by the way, Stephanie March was married to Bobby Flay. Did you know that? <laughs> no. Bobby fucking Bobby Flay. Flay. No. I hate Bobby Flay. Right? That's so Bobby funny. Flay. I had no idea. Oh, man. He's basically a lesbian though, right? Like, what chef isn't? I mean, his anger feels <laughs> lesbian. Yeah. But he's such a douchebag. He's a, he's smarmy. He's he's definitely smarmy. Yeah, yeah, the smarminess. I can't I can't deal. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, a lot of women who like to hear about other women being murdered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is for, strange for some yeah. reason. Yeah, I feel like. Um, but you have guys on your podcast occasionally. You, you have other guys only as good subjects. Ones. Yeah, only good ones. As the murderers. <laughs> Well, often oh, subjects, oh, no, I, I meant but as, sometimes like, as guests. As guests, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't understand why. I think, um, I think it might be a, a thing where you're like, if I, if I listen to all these stories and figure out where other people went wrong, maybe I can keep it from happening to yeah. me. Oh, you know, like some people watch watch procedurals to uh, to see if they could figure out how to commit the perfect murder. <laughs> You know, uh, which I'm sure they leave out the most important details on those shows uh, to thwart people like that. But uh, I mean, that's that's the only thing I could think of as far as what would make women listen to or really enjoy listening to stories about other women being murdered. 
I totally understand why people, why mostly women listen to my podcast. Yeah. Why? Because it's it's the only place where you can where you can find representation. Uh, <laughs> representation, yeah, and and terrible men getting their comeuppance, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but and also the stories where the the victims did not deserve their fate. Um, Dude. I think it's I think it might just be uh, it's it's refreshing to to not have to hear about men destroying and murdering things because that's like our entire it's redundant history, right? yeah this point. Yeah. world <laughs> yeah do women mostly murder cis men yes yeah and there there tends to be I a assumed. few different categories that um women murderers or murderesses <laughs> however you want to describe them uh fall into and usually uh, they're either murdering because uh, they were abused and it's in self-defense or they're murdering for money mm. uh, mm. or status or uh, or for fun. But that last category is, is uh, it's much smaller. Well, speaking of that last category, as I was doing some research to talk to you today, I found uh, an article that was about a couple of killers called the Australian Lesbian Killers. Oh yeah, the the lesbian vampire. What? Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> we did. A, I did an episode about them. The host of the Lizard People podcast, Caitlin Hempstead. <laughs> she did an episode of my podcast where we talked about uh, Tracy Wiggins, who was an Australian who recruited her girlfriend and another woman who wanted to be her girlfriend. So they were basically like a love triangle uh, to murder men and presumably drink their blood. Uh, they, they thought they were vampires. That was their that Okay, was their this thing. is very funny because I'm thinking of a different Australian vampire lesbian couple. Oh my God, yes. I need both stories. No way. Okay, so so this story is one. Uh, there's <laughs> Melody. If you're interested, there's a link to it in the in the doc. It was Valerie Page Parashumpty and Jessica Ellen Stasinowski, known in Australia as the Lesbian Killers. Yeah. They were sentenced to life in prison for the murder of 16 year old Stacy Mitchell in 2006. Basically. Yeah, oh, okay. this uh, other this. woman came to live with them. They were a couple, and one of them was jealous of this person and, and thought that their partner liked her. So to prove that she didn't have feelings for her, she was like, let's murder her together, and then you'll know. And then, like, and one of them... 1921 and 16 were yeah. the ages. The couple was 19 and 21. And and the the third was sixteen, which, which apparently is, like nothing nothing happened there. But she wanted to prove that she wasn't attracted to the sixteen year old by murdering her. <laughs> and then they got uh, aroused and yeesh. they like made out after they murdered her, and they had no remorse. And at their trial, on top of her body, or I think just nearby. But at their trial a year later, they said they like regretted okay. that they didn't fuck. Like that they were just like so turned on and they regret that they only kissed. So they have like no, so it's like two psychopaths who found each other, but one of them kind of like, like drinks blood. There's yeah, someone one of for them everyone. Drinks blood yeah, and like identifies right. with vampires. 
Yeah, well, uh-huh. I'm seeing one of them drink blood to prove to the other that Mitchell meant nothing to her, which does feel very gay, which yeah. feels very lesbian. It's just yeah, like, just... prove it! <laughs> like, she doesn't mean anything to you. Just these strong passionate crimes it's so yeah just as dramatic as it could possibly be and you know they probably only knew each other for like a month right yeah took place. <laughs> so they made her date. drinks they uh they they snuck sleeping pills into her drink and then uh, hit yep. her with a concrete block and then strangled her and beat her with a belt jeez and then they filmed it on they their, filmed what was it? Yeah, two thousand and six. What was this? Right. Flip phones? What's the iPhone? The first iPhone? So you're telling me there are two cases of note <laughs> of Australian lesbians, Australian drink, lesbian drinking vampire blo- being killers, vampire, not just killing, but like in a vampire kind of way. Uh huh. <laughs> so that's wild. I, I mean, it's like a lot of, same of times cult. our representation, especially like earlier on of queer women <laughs> is always that they're like psychos or murderers and problematic, whatever. Problematic, yeah. And we're like, no, this sucks. But then, uh, but then when you hear, yeah, You're like this isn't who but we then are. When you hear like, about totally. women who kill, <laughs> it turns out that a lot of them have something queer about them. Either they're like, Full on les, or they're a vampire, which uh-huh. yeah, yeah, secret, secret bisexuals. bisexuals. Um, so what? Why? Why? <laughs> so why? Hmm. <laughs> I've never really dug into that before. Women who end up snapping and murdering people have a lot going on in their lives as far as as feeling marginalized and oppressed and abused. Trauma? And, Do we think it comes from and, trauma? You know, also yeah, a lot of a lot of trauma, a lot of uh, yeah. maybe maybe some some uh, neglect of mental health going on. And I think that having the added stress of, of being queer and not mm. being able to tell anyone about it, which uh, very few of these women were who are murderers and were also queer were out about it. You know, that's just kind of like adding, uh, it could be the straw that broke mm-hmm. the camel's neck. I like to say. I'm not going to say back. It could be this, it's a straw that stabbed the camel in the eye. Uh, <laughs> um, that's my that's one my theory that, you know, I came up with just now. I mean, I, I was wondering like do queer women murder more than straight women when you adjust for population and whatnot. And I came across this study and I didn't read the whole study. I just read the abstract. It sounds homophobic uh-huh. just based on what their hypothesis was. <laughs> it wasn't about the rate of murder. So the study was about the brutality of murder and how brutal a murder is. Mm-hmm. So they hypothesized that gays will kill in a more brutal manner than heterosexuals, that men will be more brutal uh, relative to women. And then they isolated just a gay man versus a heterosexual man, a lesbian relative to a heterosexual woman. And they found that it was true, all of them, except that women murder more. When women murder, they do it more brutally than men on the whole. Hmm. I love that. I would believe it as far as gay men go, because I'm assuming when, when gay men kill, it is other men. And men are going to be more brutal when they're yeah. killing another man than when they're killing someone who is, should I, who is, um, 
easier to kill? I'm not going to argue that. I'm very easy to kill. I'm very killable. It yeah. wouldn't take much. <laughs> I can't fight back. Uh, I, I was wondering maybe more, because if you look at, because men commit so many more um, murders in general, and a lot of them might be more like yeah. general crimes that aren't brutal, that are just like gun violence right. based. Or- or murders where they didn't actually mean to. Kill yeah, murders. and like women, women are like maybe less caught up in that kind of thing. So when women are murdering, it is all of these like very personal. Yeah, it's very personal. Like I'm gonna fucking yeah. take all yeah. my rage out that I've been <laughs> storing inside of me for for all these years and like lose my shit. Absolutely. And yeah, a lot of women do do poison. Oh yeah, do kill with poison though. And I, I think it may have been more common back in the yeah. day when uh, it was just common to have rat poison around right. the house. Yeah, it just reminds me of Chicago, <laughs> some musical. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, some men just can't hold their arsenic. Was that based on a true story, Chicago? I believe it was. Oh, probably. Yeah. 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 That that is that's funny. That's like our favorite musical, or one of our favorite musicals is Chicago, and it's just it's about really women good. who murder. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I didn't even make that connection. Me neither. <laughs> so good. Until just now. <laughs> do you have a favorite murderer? I don't think I do. There's there's so many. It's just something funny I've heard like oh. over the years as I got older and my my friends yeah. were getting more into murder. It does. I feel like it's something that comes with age. I don't know. The more you're around, the more you're like. I can understand. Yeah, I don't think I really stand stand any. But I have friends who have like favorite murderers. Like they're rock stars. That's that's odd. Yeah, <laughs> that's a little creepy. <laughs> uh, no, there's just so many interesting stories out there. It's, it's hard to to pick a favorite one. I think my <laughs> least favorite are the women who murder children. Oh yeah, that's your favorite. Least that's my favorite. least favorite. Oh, that's my least. Favorite. Like, I hate kids. <laughs> Oh, God. Starting okay, my next good. IVF cycle soon. <laughs> Love <laughs> women who murder the kids. No, no, those ones always make those ones are just like so like beyond tragic and sad and unfortunately happens. The funny a lot, or or people who like murder like women who murder other people's children because they have like the case and um, oh, Lisa Montgomery just got executed for that. But by the yes. way, writing this name down, Break, I don't know well, who that is. Well, Lisa Montgomery broke, yes. a, broke a glass ceiling. She was uh, the first woman to be uh, executed uh, federally in since federally. like the 1970s. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She just got executed. Who did she kill? I'll tell you. She got oh, yeah. she got executed uh, by, you know, Trump signed that executive order to, to kill her real quick before he got out of office. Now, to be fair, she did deserve it. Uh, she stalked this woman who she met in a chat room online um, and killed the woman. Uh, she was pregnant. She killed her and, and ripped the fetus out of her belly. And yeah, she like cut oh. the fetus out. Tried to abscond okay. with this fetus. Yes. Uh, really and then, wait, did the fetus survive? Yeah. 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 I know about this. Okay. Woo. I have goosebumps. Um yeah. She yeah. under under the um she came to her house under the pretense of adopting dogs from her because she yeah. joined this dog breeding uh message board. Just to stalk her further. So gay. 
Yeah. Which sounds so gay. Yeah, yeah. all of this is gay and, culture. Uh, um, t- took her, took the relationship uh, off the message board to be like, hey, I really want to buy some dogs from you. And uh, got to her house and then, uh, yes, yeah, s- stabbed the fuck out of her. And oh. I, when I was heard, heard this story, all, all I could imagine was, you know, obviously it's terrible that a woman died and that this baby had this uh, happen to its mother. But mm-hmm. also the puppies. Okay. <laughs> the the cops right. got there and found these all these puppies slipping and sliding around uh, in, in a, <laughs> oh all this God. blood. <sighs> Can you imagine? Oh. These dogs Why did she st- want to kill her? She really wanted a baby. Wanted uh, a baby. I mean, she, she wasn't. She lied to people about being pregnant and having miscarriages and all this stuff. Yeah, and, she uh, was she, mentally. She wasn't all there, and that's why some people were saying that the execution was cruel because clearly she's not well. If if you're gonna do that, I mean, but, but yeah. I mean, where, where a lot else, more where cruel executions go? come to mind, um, or like unwarranted. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sure. Yeah, I'm just against death penalty, I guess, in, in general. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a fan of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, Not a hill I'm going to die on. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess it, it's, I would say it's probably impossible to rehabilitate her, but there are other places for people to go if it's mm-hmm. impossible to rehabilitate them. Yeah, I mean, clearly a, a danger to society if, she, if she's <laughs> pulling yeah. off stunts like that. There was another one that was a, like three or four years ago that really like shocked uh, New York and it was a, a woman's nanny murdered two of the kids in the mm-hmm. bathtub while the mm-hmm. mom was taking the third kid to uh, swimming lessons or something like that. Ooh, yeah, I don't she came home. Yeah, she came home and found that the nanny had murdered the two kids. And, and did she get this nanny on like an app? You know, like the wag of nannies. Because I was going to say, in New like York ex- especially, it takes a lot to become a nanny. Right. She'd been, like, she'd been like in so many background checks. Yeah. yeah. And th- this was like a wealthy upper, uh, upper, I was going to say Up, upper, rich, upper one rich of side. Sides. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and. And yeah, that that happened. It was just like very, very tragic. I think she got life in prison. They should have done a background check. How old were the kids, though? Uh, it it was like like three and five or okay. something like that. So they were old enough to talk. I'm saying, you know, kids can be dicks. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> what they say? <laughs> what did they say? That's what I want to know. <sighs> oh man. Do you have in your mind an astrological sign or two or three that are more prone to murder than any other? Are you into astrology? I'm not, uh, but on my show I do look up. I look up the sign of, of every murderer that we do. I feel like that's one they, of the first things I would do, and yeah. I'm not even someone who's that in. Like, I don't Neither. know what it all means, but yeah. like that's one of the first things I would do. I think. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that. Um, I think that. Is it, is it Scorpios who are – there's a lot of serial killers who are Scorpios and uh, and Cancers, I think. There are no uh, serial killers who are Capricorns. I know. I'm very proud of <laughs> that. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Wait, that makes sense, I though. I do know that fun fact. so great. Uh-huh. <laughs> Too see. measured. What's the most common sign? Uh, <laughs> Scorpios make sense. They're supposed to be very just intense and if you wrong them – Number You'll one know. is Pisces. Oh, I know some crazy Pisces. Five out of the the twenty five most notorious serial killers were Pisces, including Ooh. Eileen Wernos, John Wayne Gacy, 
Richard Ramirez, the nice, the night stalker. Wait, is Richard? Rem- no, Richard Ramirez. Is, is that the one who the HBO documentary is out about now? There's one called I The Night Stalker. Is. I just started last night. I think that was him. Yeah. Um, and Dennis Rader, the BTK killer. He was also a Pisces. Uh, mm. Number That's two, Gemini. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yep. Son of Sam. That would have been my guess. Three, Gemini's? Sagittarius. Yeah. Four, Aquarius. Oh, cutting it close. Uh-oh. Cutting it close, Aquarius. Uh, and yeah, those are the, those are the top, top four. I mean, I'm not surprised by those. But I'm pretty sure uh, Ted Bundy was like a Scorpio or something. Could be wrong. Yeah. Have you ever known a murderer personally? No, I have not. Though um, I did live next door to a woman when I used to live in Hollywood. My neighbor was like this sweet old Armenian lady. And her husband used to yell at her all the time. And uh, one day he yelled at her so bad that she had a heart attack and died. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, wow. I wasn't there at the time, but I, like, got home, and there were all these candles outside, like, by her door, and our downstairs neighbor was out there crying, and I'm like, what happened? And then he was, she was like, he, he killed her. I'm like, what? <laughs> then she explained Could what really imagine? happened. So, so he did kill her, but he didn't kill her. But he might have eventually. Yeah. Because he was not a nice guy. Do you have people you think could be? I do. Oh, yeah, I've known a few. A few crazy people. Okay, who, name them. <laughs> oh, I would. <laughs> I had already won the lawsuit against them. Uh, <laughs> I think you go to enough open mics. Yeah, you're come yeah, across we all know some open mics. So many, I'm so many confident. comedians. I feel like, yeah, if yeah. they weren't doing comedy, they would be murdering. Just like, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, you know, very important, upstanding members of the incel community. Yeah, and they can't make it to open mics now, so they're definitely ready to kill. I feel like very uh-huh. on high alert about some of these. Uh-huh. Wasn't there one in New York who came up from Florida and then they found that he murdered his mom? Oh, I don't an know. Open micer they found Florida? him at an open mic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they started being like, don't let him at your open mic. He's wanted for murder. Or like, I don't know. I'm... Do you think the I, reason why they caught him was I, he went around telling everyone he killed and, and we're like, this guy's not funny, so he yeah, clearly isn't yeah. talking about comedy. No, I'm telling you I murdered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. I have no knowledge of it. I, I've never heard of it. I can corroborate that. <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy's never made anyone laugh in his life. It's, it's called the FBI. Checks out. Well, we talked about real killers. Uh, Do you have any fictional killers? That you're a fan of? Hmm. I'll just go ahead while you're thinking and say my favorite is Beatrix Kiddo. I don't know. The Buffy Buffy doesn't count, though. Oh, Buffy. Know. Yeah, Buffy's killing vampires. Yeah. I think Beatrix Kiddo from Kill Bill. Oh, yes, yes. Wait, which one is Beatrix? Uh, U- Uma Thurman's character. Oh, I like yeah. oh, I just assumed. Didn't know, but assumed. Yeah. There was, a, there was this movie that came out recently on, um, what's it on? Was it on HBO called Ava? You seen that? No. Oh, it's a it's a good movie. Or maybe it was on maybe it was on Prime. I don't remember. Look it up though. It's about this uh, this Russian spy, this as- teen assassin. Hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, that was a fun movie. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yes, I have seen that, and that's Wasn't really it good? good. Yeah, uh, we could have had a really great 
fictional lesbian murderer, but unfortunately, uh, the L word just copped out and said Jenny committed suicide. You know, they really. You know, I, I'll I'll be very honest. I I watched three episodes total of that show. <laughs> And it was so bad. <laughs> what year? Uh, what year did the, you? The year that, that Max had a terrible fake mustache. Oh, uh, yeah. Max anything. If I were to never watch The L Word, turn on an episode or a season where it was like we're watching how Max is portrayed. Yeah. I would have so shut bad. it off it immediately. Was so terrible. I was yeah. just like a teenager who was already wrapped in and was like, I guess we're going to keep watching. Like I knew at the time uh-huh. what they were doing with Max was so crazy. But yeah, I that checks out Yeah, is what I'm saying. A whole other genre too of women murderers is mm-hmm. women who um, like rope somebody else into doing it for them. Like a new mm-hmm. boyfriend, like they get the new boyfriend to kill their husband and it's like a murder it's like seduction murder. Right. And is it is it smart? I don't know. I don't know it I don't know the law well enough to know if the penalty is is worse for killing someone than it is getting someone else to kill them for you. Like I I feel like the penalty should be the same. There was yeah. also there was that woman, do you remember that woman who convinced her boyfriend to kill himself? Yes. Yeah. That No. That, the teenager who she was like texting that guy and being like, you should just oh, do it. Kill yourself already. Kill yourself. He, he was yeah, suicidal yeah. already. And then she kind of uh, badgered him into, into yes, going through yes, with yes. it. Yes. Yeah. She was sentenced for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I think might be a first. Yeah. That can be tricky with, with cases because usually like, like the person who hired the hit gets serves the time or more so than the than the hitman when it's something but when you get into this like seduction thing it mm-hmm. almost becomes like a he said she said thing or she said she said or she <laughs> said she said yeah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and then it gets like a lot more complicated on like well like who's really to blame uh, yeah. And I guess that's what makes for really good uh, true crime podcasts. Yeah, there was <laughs> is exploring ep- those stories. I, I guess it, that that's the thing that people also like about true crime too is when there's like a gray area or something where it's like, well, you don't really know, or there's something that doesn't add up, right? Yeah. And then yeah. you can start having like your own theories about like, well, what actually happened, or like, who do you believe? Like when there are uh, contradicting stories, so you have stuff like you know, serial killers who confess everything and say what they did. And you're like, all right, well, there's not maybe more to that story or maybe that's just like a case study. But then like, there's this whole thing of, you know, like who really did it? What was the real reason? Are they lying? Are they still lying? Are they covering up for somebody? In the late fifties, there was, uh, there was a murderer in Los Angeles. That's basically known as like the, the uh, Halloween uh, lesbian murders, basically. Uh, I'm listening. You guys should look it up. Uh, there <laughs> we will. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there were these two women, and one of them was divorced, and her best friend, uh, who she ended up leaving her husband for, ended up getting her to kill her husband. It's a... Uh, it's a it's a crazy story. Just look up lesbian Halloween 
love triangle murder. Yes. Or the trick or treat murders, I guess. That's all I need. Yeah. Just give me the keywords. I'm like finding, I don't know why I was never that into true crime murder, anything. I started dating my girlfriend, you know, queer girls love their murder and (laughs) I was more and more exposed to it. And now I'm like finding my own corner of true crime. Like I really like like conspiracy theories, cults and all that. Okay. But I am very interested in the murder stuff. And I was wondering why. And then I was looking into like women killers too. And I think that's what I want to delve into if, you know, quarantine's keeping up at the rate it is. Nothing but time. (laughs) Like I read a statistic about how like men will like largely attack strangers Uh but like 80 percent of women killers serial or whatever know their victims gather information about them like it's just like so much more is it premeditated yeah is it less like crimes yeah yeah yeah. less crimes of passion and more planning more like a lot more premeditation with women and maybe that's the capricorn in me that's just like ooh, planning (laughs) (laughs) organization really interested in it (laughs) <laughs> Goal setting. <laughs> yeah, right? The Marie Kondo. Oh, my God. Hitting targets. <laughs> you got spreadsheets. Um, yeah, there was a lot. And the same thing I read, I don't remember what it was, but it was like 70 something percent of these women are also like caregivers. Like, most of the time, like, they'll murder people who are there, who are in their care. Just like the mental gymnastics the like all yeah. the like that seems extra psycho well there's a lot of there were a lot of nurse killers oh there was another lesbian couple that were nurses at Ooh. an an old people home um uh what do you call it what do you call an old people home nursing uh, home nursing home yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> straight up hospice no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah they they both worked there and um they would would kill people and then like have sex in in their bed oh man so that one we talked about that yeah. on my podcast too that tackle that crazy. ryan murphy wait i have right? i have follow-up questions do they move the body and then have sex in the bed or are I mean, they you like know, old people are tiny you know and they waste away to practically nothing so they probably only <laughs> take up like a third of the bed yeah what else we got um yeah i'm just like I was just interested in like your brand of murder, your taste in murder. If you had favorite movies, if mm. you had favorite stories, but we did get some good ones so far that I've definitely written down. I really like the story of um, Bella Gunnis, uh, who would basically place personal ads in newspapers. This was like back in the day when the only way you could meet someone on a blind date was through placing an ad in the newspaper. And yeah. uh, she would start, sending sexy letters and photos to these guys and have them fall in love with her from afar. And then she would tell them to come move in with her. And when they did, she would kill them and take all their money and then start the process all over again. Yeah. And, and her personal ad had the, uh, one of her personal ads, my favorite one had that. It ended with, um, triflers need not apply. <laughs> Sorry. What year was this? This was in like the 30s. <laughs> <laughs> Trifling. Um, <laughs> so, that, I love that. Right? No bugaboos. Yeah. It's like, I don't want no scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> it was the first no scrubs. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> 
That's a good one. I guess I'm realizing murder is more prevalent than I had imagined. Oh, yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. Like COVID. <laughs> right. Silent killer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like... <laughs> Usually they scream. Yeah, I would. <laughs> if you were being murdered? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I wouldn't give them the satisfaction. <laughs> I'd be like, do it. <laughs> Yes, yeah. more. <laughs> I guess I could. Actually, I'm very stubborn. Like, I bet you want me to scream. <laughs> Not going to happen. Is it still as shocking when women kill? I feel like back in the day, it was like, oh my gosh, like, because women weren't thought to be capable of much other than childbirth. I think they, they uh, stabbed the glass ceiling, right? It's like, uh, yeah. when you see a woman doctor, <laughs> you're not like, oh, a lady doctor. Right, you know? right. I think I think women have achieved... Uh, uh, homicidal equity. That's it. That's it's equity because I don't support murder flat out. Not like rooting for it. I am rooting for that equal opportunity <laughs> representation, especially like yeah. it's made me v- weirdly happy to learn about more women murders uh-huh. in the last hour. <laughs> well, I feel like we also get more representation of men like serial killers who are very. Um, intelligent right so we have like hannibal lecter uh-huh. or like the zodiac you know killers, he's not like, real though well uh-huh. no no but like but representations <laughs> okay of, <laughs> like, like the way that that men are portrayed as murderers yeah but it's actually like army hammer it's army hammer <laughs> yeah oh, oh, <laughs> that's the real name He's also wealthy and intelligent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but okay, real life killer. Like, wasn't was the Zodiac killer probably smart? Ted Cruz? Or was he just good He's at? Yeah. Idiot. Was Ted Cruz just good at riddles? <laughs> what was the? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Ted he like Cruz? invented his own okay. his own language, uh, right? To to write those weird coded letters. Yeah. Or or I guess the fact like that because it feels like there are all these. Um, like high profile male serial killers. Right. And it's like a, ga- it's like a game to them. It's a game know? to them. And they're able to like outsmart and get away for it, get away with it for so long. And I'm like, I feel like there's no equivalent for women or we just don't know about them. Maybe they're just smart enough to actually get away with it. And they're, they have no desire to taunt the police. Oh, okay. Like so, right. uh, so, You'll never know until they actually get caught, you know? Yeah. But also, I don't think it's so much that uh, these murderers are extremely intelligent, though I'm sure so, a lot of them are just above average intelligent. I think it's that cops are uh, very stupid. Oh, that, yeah. Well, that's, that, yeah. that's the common theme to, like, every true crime podcast is like, <laughs> yeah, yeah the, these guys aren't caught because... Yeah, yeah. Cops aren't. Reddit solves so many crimes that the detectives couldn't solve. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's actually yeah. It it made me very, especially the ones of like kids that went missing. It's like, oh my gosh, if there was just like very basic competence, they (laughs) Uh could have found that kid. Uh huh. (laughs) That's so. That's so annoying. Did you see that? uh, Totally off topic. But did you see that Elizabeth Smart was in the masked? Was it the masked dancer? Yes, the mouse dancer. I did not see that. How, what? I didn't Elizabeth see the Smart show, but the but how masked is dancer? Like you're supposed to guess who, she who it is. The what were the clues? Dancer? <laughs> what clues were they giving for that? I don't know. Wait, I'm sorry. 
You just know that if John Benet Ramsey had had survived, they would have used her instead. Right. Like, who no. was who was their third choice? Their second choice. Would you ever date a, a sexy murderer? Yeah. A woman who who's killed? No. 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 Um, because I, how do you know that you're not gonna do something that makes them snap again? You know. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you if you it can be a dick sometimes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have a slightly uh, antagonistic personality, <laughs> right there with you. Um, <laughs> well, what 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 if you knew the context of it? Like, is there a kind if it wasn't self defense? Then if it was I a gal it. who was like, "Listen, he raped my sister. He was our dad." I don't, I don't know. What but I mean, I? like, what are the um, what are the rules? I think it also depends on how much it would affect my lifestyle. You know. Like, um, are there certain places where convicted murderers aren't allowed to live, uh, aren't allowed to go, you know? Right, right. Like, Like, is it going to interfere with brunch? Yeah. Like, (laughs) is that ankle bracelet (laughs) going to be a problem? Does it go? Yeah. Like, can you you leave the country? Like, are we just not going to be able to ever go on vacation? That's true. Yeah, yeah. What are your parole, uh... Restrictions. I, mean, <laughs> I will say it crossed my mind when I started dating my now wife that I wondered if she'd ever killed someone. If she'd ever killed somebody. Why? Yeah. Was she in like Afghanistan or something? No. So <laughs> though that'd be a good reason to have killed someone, you know. Uh but <laughs> I mean I wouldn't say a good reason, but Well, yeah, I wouldn't say a good reason, but but like one that's like like plausible like yeah. Well, like oh, it could have been her job. Yeah. It could have yeah, been yeah, her yeah. job how many yeah. years ago? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like they did it for the benefits, you know? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, yeah. It was a good job benefit. For the health insurance that the wife benefited from being married. To yes. Yeah. No, because it it was a couple things. One was like Things were going so well, and I kind of had a hard time. Belie- I was like, something has to be off here, and it could be that she's a murderer. Like, mm. I don't believe that this person. She's just like really good at cleaning up after herself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why you think this. I'll butt in. It's because of her art. I know her wife. Murderer ah! makes dark art. She's a visual artist. Does she, draw, does she draw a lot of headless corpses? <laughs> it's just a lot of it's a lot of knives teeth. going into eyes. Knives, and a lot of, yeah. yeah, knives stabbing eyes. It's oh, you're not skulls. you're not being facetious. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's a lot of like blood and knives. Okay. Um, no, for real. Okay. You know, it, it wasn't that. It was. <laughs> it wasn't that. No. <laughs> It it was a it was a whole bunch of things. So there was the one of like I don't know, like she can't be this perfect. She must be a murderer. Uh, <laughs> there's also that like she's from Peru. Uh-huh. And then when I one day was like asking her about like the timeline of life events for her, some things weren't adding up. And then she was getting very frustrated that I kept pressing it and wanting the details of this timeline. And I'm uh-huh. like, is she hiding something? So I did Google. I did do some Googling. I'm like, are and there... And you, you found that she changed her name? And- people wanted for murder. Uh-huh. Right, right. Well, yeah. I mean, it was like her name wasn't what I thought it was. Uh, but that's because everybody, you know, like a lot of uh-huh, Latin sure women who are Catholic, their name is Maria, and then they go by, like, the next name. Sure. Right? 
Right. So, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So I had, a, yeah. I had a search like blood on her hands, different versions of her name. And then, um, how she, many social security cards does she have? I did ask her, and she's, she's not good at lying. So I'm uh. like very confident that she, that she didn't murder anyone. Okay. Yeah. Everyone has it in them. I'm dating the sweetest, whitest, southernest girl. Uh-huh. So sweet. If she's driving and there's road rage, I can absolutely understand how she would kill. Mm. I feel like everyone's got it. In. Yeah. I mean, my whole point was I thought like that there was a chance that maybe she had murdered someone and that did not influence. I wasn't like, oh, I better get out. I was <laughs> like, all right, uh, just keep an eye on it, you know. But also it was probably a man, so I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. That's what I figured. Yeah. <laughs> are guys doing the same thing that women do? Are they writing to these women murderers in prison and being like, I want to be your boyfriend? Yes. Or are women just sad Absolutely. in that way? Okay. Oh, yeah. good. I'm glad. Yeah. Again, equal good, opportunity. Good, good. A lot of these That's women all we want. are also That's very popular with the ladies in prison. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, they, they become like a... Uh, like fresh meat for the lesbians inmates? of circumstance. Because the thing about women who go to prison for murder, it's not like a, a woman who goes to prison for like embezzlement where, where someone's like, where people feel like they can take advantage of this person. Right. Um, they kind of come in like at the top of the food chain. They're you the know? daddy. They automatically like have the respect and they're feared by people because, yeah. you know, because they're murderers. So, hmm. So a lot of these women end up being like popular and having having people uh, want to do things for them and kind of almost having like like groupies in jail. Yeah, mm. and and others end up becoming like model, very boring model prisoners. But it really depends on on the person. Uh murder is that how you get groupies? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's possible. Our takeaways are murder makes you famous. Murder makes it easier to date in prison. And uh, if you murder, people are going to want to talk about you on their podcast. So, yeah. uh, so make drawbacks, sure you get some murderer. good headshots online, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Drawbacks, less travel. But no one can right now. So go ahead. And, no. <laughs> be very we all clear. in quarantine. Yeah. I mean, we do not endorse murder. <laughs> we do not endorse murder. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing with us. Thank you. I've been writing me. down names this entire time. Yes. yes. And remind everybody where they can find you on social media and find the pod. Sure. Uh, again, my podcast is called Women Who Kill. Uh, not to be confused with why women kill, by the way. Mm. Uh, that podcast tried to uh, hijack my SEO uh, uh-uh. traffic. But um, you can find it anywhere podcasts are found. That's uh, Pandora, Spotify, Apple Podcasts is the best place to find it. And the most recent 20 episodes are always available everywhere podcasts are found. Uh, the rest of them are on the Patreon, which I talk about on the show when you listen to it. So you'll be able to find it that way. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kai Choice, and that's spelled just like my name, K-A-I-C-H-O-Y-C-E. It's a great follow. Do a great it. follow. So funny. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank you. This was fun. 
So after we recorded that, because Cecilia was napping behind me through the conversation, because, uh, you know, hotel room, nowhere mm-hmm. to go. And I was like, I hope it's okay that I shared how I thought that maybe you could have been a murderer. And she just looks at me and was like, I could never murder you. And I'm like, but you could murder somebody. <laughs> Is my point, and you're not convincing me otherwise right now. She's deaf, a murderer. Yeah, and then she just kind of jokes and was like, I could never murder you, and then puts her hands around my throat (laughs) and gets this crazed look in her eye. And I'm like, this is, you know, just keeping the excitement in this marriage alive. Um, Oh, man. You know, if you're in a (laughs) long-term... Yeah, (laughs) hide the knives. If there is a a long-term relationship you're in and it's feeling uh, a little unexciting, you know, consider a little bit of uh, murder. <laughs> Just kidding. No, again, officially our stance no, is don't do murder it. is bad. Choke lightly yeah. during sex if you want. Say for it. Okay, bye. Let's give some more valuable advice. Yeah, let's murder the answer to this listener question. Hey, okay. My girlfriend and I have been together for a few years now. I have children from a previous relationship that we are raising together, and we have talked seriously about getting married and having a child of our own after we both settle into our careers. We both consider this relationship very serious. However, when it comes to family events, I am not welcome to Thanksgiving, Christmas, barbecues, celebrations, etc., because her grandma is homophobic and does not want to see us together. My girlfriend goes to these events without me, and it hurts my feelings. I have addressed my feelings about this to her, and she said it hurts her too, but still wants to go and see her family and her grandma for the holidays. The first year or so, it didn't bother me because I wasn't sure how serious we were going to be, but now I find myself getting more and more hurt about it. I am in no way asking her to cut ties with her grandma at all. She is close with her grandma and sees her weekly, mostly Zooms with her now due to COVID. And I think that is great. But when she leaves our family for several hours to go to something we are not welcome to, it makes me feel very sore. And I don't know if jealous is the right word, but it's almost a similar feeling. Is it fair for me to be upset about this? Yes. Yeah. Your feelings are 100% valid. If you weren't upset about this, I think that would be more concerning. Yeah, she should be concerned (laughs) if you're not upset. Uh, Yeah, this sucks. What Um, an upsetting situation. That sucks so much. I'm kind of, I can relate a little bit. When Allie and I first started dating, uh, there was a wedding that I was not invited to explicitly. Like, not even like you don't get a plus one. It was like you cannot bring Melody because she was her cousin was getting married to a guy from West Virginia. And the it was they're all putting it on the West Virginians. But it was like you, you can cop to it and say it's also your discomfort with not wanting to stand up for your gay relative <laughs> to yeah. the West Virginians. It is you're the bride's family. You can do whatever you want, <laughs> as far as right. I'm concerned. Um, but it sucked. And I, they have since really warmed up to me, this family. Um, they love me and consistently say I'm part of the family. It's been a few years since this, but like it still hurts. Um, yeah. So I can't imagine going through this consistently. It really yeah. is a mind fuck and it hurts and it doesn't go away. So like... I'm sorry that you have to deal with this so regularly. 
Yeah, and I do think that your girlfriend is in the wrong here. I mean, I know it's tough, and I know it's not an easy situation. (laughs) It makes me think about Glee, when Santana, who's super close with her grandmother, and tells her grandmother that she's gay, and, and that ends the relationship, basically, for a while, and she doesn't come around. I know it's a fictional show, but it's. I think that that was like a very relatable uh, one of the more realistic, relatable stories. And she doesn't come around um, for a while and it takes people, you know, talking to the grandmother over time and being like, is this worth losing your granddaughter over, you know? And people who are really homophobic, a lot of times it's because they they don't know that either someone that they love is gay, like the the way to get people to overcome homophobia sometimes is by like exposure and having them see that it's not this horrible, immoral thing. And I, I don't know. I, I really think that that's just like really not going to be good for your relationship. If you and your kids aren't allowed to come to like any family gatherings, you'll never feel like you're part of the family and being part of the family is like such a key part to being in a relationship and being in love. And if you have a future with someone, you have to be able to be part of the family and she has to talk to her grandmother and be willing to have that relationship you know, maybe suffer a little bit. I don't, and I say this as somebody who like loved both of my grandmothers so, so much, um, but still would not, you know, want to make the person I love feel like they had to be kept in a closet or stay at home and not be able to like celebrate life's yeah, great moments like holidays and special occasions um, because one person is a bigot. That's not right. But if it's going to be something like you're banned from like every family event because of that, if your girlfriend is so close to your grandmother that she's talking to her every week and she can't get her grandma to come around on this, like what's the point of that relationship? Right. <laughs> just seems like a really tight-knit family and there's lots of events and every time there's a barbecue you're hurting your girlfriend (laughs) yeah yeah so i hope have your girlfriend listen to this yeah and yeah girlfriend hi come out to your grandma get her to stop being a bigot at least try yeah but like not trying and and doing this to your girlfriend it's kind of mean mm-hmm feel very Canadian. Don't be mean. <laughs> Cut it out. Cut it out. If you have a question for us, you can send it to dykingout at gmail.com. Or if you have a more extensive question, we can answer it for you on Jemmy, where we offer a bunch of things. We do uh, video personal answers to questions. We do one-on-one interactions, hangouts, cameo-style stuff. So you can find that at jemmy, J-E-M-I dot app slash dykingout. You can follow us on all of the social medias at Diking Out and on TikTok at Diking Out Pod. And once I'm out of this hotel, I am committed to ticking and talking more. Me too. I actually have a running list of ideas. What's holding me back? Just putting on makeup. Uh, right? <laughs> That's really it. Truly, truly. <laughs> Yesterday, 
I put on makeup because we had our Patreon hang and I posted on Instagram stories. Oh yeah, I <laughs> really posted. I was like, thank God Carolyn had makeup on and had a dyke beer and was feeling <laughs> ready to make some content for us. <laughs> Gotta take advantage of these moments. And uh, you can follow me at TGI Carolyn for uh, what is bound to be a a lot of beaver content coming Mm. your way. So stay tuned for that. Love it. You can follow me at Melody Kamali on all social media. Please do not murder anyone. Uh, I know you want us to talk about you on the podcast, but murdering someone Uh, we'll know that you did it just for our attention and we won't be happy so don't do it yeah (laughs) and we'll see you next Tuesday hey there it's Rachel Ballinger and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored it's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.